In our breakout and best-selling book, Looking for Angels, A Guide to Understanding and Connecting with Angels, Dr. Scott Guerin and I share how you can communicate with angels, understand signs from the universe and these celestial beings, feel at peace knowing you are always connected to source, and much more. Get your copy today at lookingforangelsbook.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or your local bookstore. And now you can even get the audio version narrated by me and Scott through Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. Hi, all. Nicole here. This podcast is intended to inspire you on your personal spiritual journey to inner peace. I am not a psychologist or a medical doctor and do not offer any professional health or medical advice. This applies to the podcast guests and or co-hosts. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. You are listening to A Psychic Story, a podcast that shares behind-the-scenes insights of people who lead supernatural lives among the ordinary. And I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Join me every Wednesday as I dispel the myths behind magic and lore. Welcome to A Psychic Story. Mysticism demystified. Hi, psychic listeners. Welcome to another episode of A Psychic Story. I have back on Della Rose Ruby Meyer. The last time she was on a while back, we talked about intuitive design. So if you want to listen to that episode, you can go back. It's episode 79. And I want to welcome Della Rose back. She is a mystic consultant, and we are going to talk about authenticity. It was really important, the timing. I'm going to give a little bit of a backstory about how this came about. But welcome back, Della Rose. Yay. Thank you, Nicole, for having me back. Hi, everyone. It's wonderful to be here. Yes. And ever since Della Rose and I first had our conversation, we have stayed friends. It has been quite a busy year, so I haven't really been able to connect with a lot of people. I saw on Instagram a video of you, Della Rose, and you were being very raw and very authentic in what was happening with you at the time. And I'll let you talk about that in a moment. But it really just stopped me in the tracks. One, because you've been on my mind a lot. And I kept hearing from my guides and angels, reach out to her, reach out to her and I would message you and I'd say, I'm going to call you. We're going to get on the phone. And then I saw that video and it just stopped me for a number of different reasons that we'll talk about here in a little bit. But why don't you share what was going on and what prompted you to give your talk about what you were sharing? Okay. Wow. Well, that was, um, I'll give a little bit of context because, you know, we're all experiencing huge transits at the moment, you know, and the cosmic energies, you know, I'm not removed from those, even though I understand them very deeply. They hit me just as much as they hit everybody. And I'm currently in a Saturn return. So I was really in the doozies with it, particularly as we were building to a Pisces full moon. Though, What I've noticed is I've done so much work on myself and I've detoxified and I've constantly purged and worked through various emotions. And the way to do that is to actually 
see it and move through it. You know, you can't avoid it. You can't go and take some medicine and make it go away. It's like, because it's always going to resurface. And that's what this really showed me is no matter how much you work, you do on yourself, there'll always be something that comes along and dislodges and shocks you into an awareness and an awakening that, whoa, I thought I was across that bridge now. And here I am again. How did this happen? And what happens and what I actually discovered through this is that that is a catalyst and that's a catalyst to actually dislodge residue that's in your body, in your cellular tissues, in your memories that has to come up so that new energies and frequencies can come in and you've got to make room for that. It's like a purification process, just like water. You know, we go through a filtration all the time and I'm deeply authentic and committed to working for the light and I declare that over and over and I won't ever change. And so because I've declared that, that means I've got to show up more and I've got to be more authentic. And so this time when I went through a process, rather than hiding it from everybody and trying to show up as the uniform, you know, like, oh, wow, look at me. I got it all together. I can consult for you. I can show you what to do exactly. And uh, yeah, follow me. I'm a guru, but I'm not. I'm not a guru. I never ever want to claim the uh, title of guru. I am a soul that has been evolving just like everybody else. And I have been studying and committed to working on myself. And because of that, I've pushed through a lot of layers and worked through a lot of trials and tribulations, and I've had a very uh, devastating life, so to speak, uh, if you really put it into all the context. Though what that's done is it's giving me a huge resource to be able to help so many people and be able to relate to them and relate to their experiences because I've walked through them. And so I believe that The best teachers or guides are the ones who've had direct experiences and can actually help navigate from that place because they've felt it. They've got a visceral experience of it. So when this happened to me, it shattered my whole light body. It shattered my whole energy system. And I was shaking and trembling and I I couldn't stop crying and I was just like, God, what's happened to me? I don't want to be here again. You've got to be kidding me. After everything that I've done, you know, and worked through. And here I was and I felt really bad because I couldn't do my astrology ports on my YouTube channel and I felt like I was letting people down and I went into all of that syndrome, you know, what will people think of me? Oh my God, I'm not showing up. I've got to be committed. You know, I've got to be consistent, you know, all the rules that we try to follow. And uh, so this time I decided to actually go through it but I allowed people to see it as I went through it. And so my first reaction to the shock, because I had some shocking news, which is what was uh, causing this dislodgement and a lot of secrets that had been oppressed for many, 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 many years. And I had always felt that they were lies, and uh, but I'd always been pushed down to say, no, you're, it's in your head. Oh, you no, that's not true only to discover years later that all those years that I had been oppressed 
all of a sudden now the truth comes out and it was sort of like it shattered me because I'm like oh my god that caused me so much mental pain and emotional torture being lied to for so long to discover that I was actually correct and my intuition was spot on and it was just the dogma of those and the environments around me that had been lying to me and so then you go through a grief of like, oh my God, all those wasted years, all this, all that. And that was shattering my system and causing me to go into a complete cathartic uh, process. And uh, I wrote a post, was my first announcement because I'm like, oh, I want to just let people know I won't be able to post this week. And that ended up blurting out, you know, like some of my vulnerabilities of like, oh, you know, it's just been so tiring. I've just given up trying to fit in. I've given up trying to belong. This is a system that I don't enjoy the modeling of, you know, the way that the world is operating. We're still adopting the old models and trying to take them into this new world that we all speak about. And I'm like, there's such a disconnect. And so I was angry. I felt this anger and frustration, but this frustration was coming through devastation and hurt and pain. And uh, feeling bewildered that I couldn't make that difference that I really wanted to make. So I wrote that post. Then I ended up getting a flood (laughs) of people reaching out to me saying, oh, are you okay? We love you. We're sending so much love to you. Can I do anything, please? I'd love to talk to you. Please reach out. And I'm like, that shocked me because I'd sort of lived in this paradigm of, oh, I'm a misfit. You know, I don't quite fit in with the crowd. I don't have big long lists of friends and all sorts of things. So I just do this work because this work is what spirit has guided me to do. And so I do it for spirit, you know, to be of service. And I'm not really chasing, you know, to be popular. That was what I wanted, but I've moved away from that. So I was deeply surprised. Then I felt overwhelm and I I really wanted to reach out and let people know, no, I'm okay. I'm in a process. You know, this is what happens when we work with the light and we work with the frequencies. When new frequencies come in and they're of a higher vibration, they're going to push us, really push us to move our own uh, maya, our own karma, our own dogma that we're staying stuck in, that's keeping us in rigidity and that it has to be shut, it has to be pixelated and that's what happened. And so then I did a little video, the angels said, we want you to uh, speak to the people and uh, show your gratitude. And I'm like, oh, but I can't hold it together. I'm shaking like a leaf. I mean, trying to even touch the button. I was like this. And I'm like, but I'm shaking. My hands were just clammy. And uh, they said, we'll hold you. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I'll trust you. You know, this is what my work is. And so I did a quick video just to let people know I was okay. And in that video, and to offer them gratitude and appreciation for all the love they'd shown me. And I started to really like, this is hard to hold it together. But the angels stayed with me and they stayed around me and they held me. But you could see me in the video that I was very broken and I was emotional and I was trying to hold it together. But I wanted people to understand that this was a shock that had dislodged a lot of cellular memory and it will pass and I will be okay. It's just that at the moment I am shaking so much and I can't regulate 
and I'm trying to ground these new frequencies in so that I can align, merge, and move forward. And I have to take a step back to allow this to happen. And so I allowed people to see that on the little Instagram video that I did. And the response I got from that was another surprise because people really responded because they really wanted to see that it's okay to fall apart because we know we're going to come back together, you know? And if we're a little, not as far along the spiritual awakening path, that's okay. This is a reassurance to you that when you fall apart, if you get good support and you can truly understand what's happening to you, then you can move through that and you will get through that. And uh, so this was really the beginning of a new journey, which the angels have now enlightened me to, which is to allow people to see what it's like to live spirituality from the real game. Yeah. And what really took me by the video when I saw it is I reached out to you and we had a conversation and it was just between friends. And what we were discussing, I felt like was so important. And like I'd said earlier, timely, that we really wanted to record this to get the message out to people. And gosh, we talked about so many things. So I think the first thing I want to say is when I looked at the, I think it was the second or third video where you said the angels were holding you, there were some lights with cars that were driving by that I knew that those were cars and lights. But then within it, I actually saw angel orbs, which tend to show up around you a lot in your videos. So there was that. I was like, oh, I even commented. I said, their angels are just so around you, the first thing. But then also just the fact that it really, again, stood out to me how authentic you were and that you went through everything real time. And because of that vulnerability, you were able to show people not just that it was okay, but that we all go through it. And also how you walk through that process, that part of you being open, you as a person, but also you, everyone listening, is to know when you need to say that you need help and or let people know, hey, it's okay to not be okay. And also just the fact that you said that, that I'm going to be fine, but it's just a process and what I'm going through. So I just felt like all of that was extremely important. And then when we were talking, I'll let you kind of pick this back up about authenticity and how we tend to, I feel like as practitioners show up on social media in particular with this filter. And I mean, literal filters where you filter your face or you filter as far as this is my message and this is what I'm sharing. And everything is so curated in our lives on social media and otherwise. And I just wanted to say that that was important. It's not that you can't do it. It's just that I feel we're being called more and more to have that authenticity. And that's also why it was so important for me with the podcast to use my name, my real name, not a fake name. All of those things were just, and that was years ago. And now it's just coming to the forefront of how important those types of things are even more so today than they were back then. So much yes to everything that you've shared there. That's so true. And, you know, this actually where I'm guided to take this now is as we move forward, And we're moving more and more into a world driven by technology. I mean, that's no surprise. It's everywhere. And we've got AI. Now, a lot of people will be against AI. A lot of people will be for 
AI and a lot of people will be scared of AI. And what I'm really wanting people to understand and part of this is being authentic because as I AI becomes stronger and stronger, so will the theft of our identities become more and more at risk. And because we can easily be copied, our voices can be taken and duplicated, our faces can be mimicked, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, they're already showing us demonstrations of this. Well, this isn't going to slow down. This is only going to amplify. So what do we do? We have to prepare ourselves. How do we prepare ourselves? We've got to become more authentic. We've got to become more in our soul. We've got to become more in our heart because AI doesn't have a soul and it doesn't have a heart, and it's not human. And so the more that we allow our humanness to come forward, the more that we'll be able to feel a resonance within ourselves and those around us, and people can actually feel a sense of comfort knowing that other people are having these experiences as well. And I think it's even more important for the luminaries, you know, people that are really been holding the light for some time and are well-known to start to show more of their realness rather than their removedness. You know, like I've reached a pinnacle now where I can be so removed and I'm so special and I'm so powerful and important that I'm untouchable. Well, once again, that's the old paradigm. Once again, that's the world we've been living in for centuries. And so that's the world that's crumbling. So when we talk about Pluto going into Aquarius and we're bringing in a new world and he'll be in there for 20 years, when he finally stations into Aquarius in November 2024, he's dancing back and forth at the moment. And when he does that, you know, we're going to be in an exploded time of growth and it's all about air. And it's all about frequency and it's all about electricity and energy and quantum and fractal light. And this is where we're going. And so it's like we have to start to expect this, not be afraid of it, expect it and prepare for it because it's coming. And um, yeah, you can run off to the bush and, you know, live in a tent and live a simple life if that's what you're choosing to do though you still won't be removed from the energy. You still won't be removed from the frequencies that are going to be pouring into the planet. You know, they'll still be affecting you regardless of how much you try to hide and disconnect from it. And I'm not saying you have to be right in it either. I'm saying that we need to prepare ourselves. And these frequencies are electricity. They're light. You know, they're high vibrational. And what's AI? AI is electricity. It's light. So if you work with AI from that perspective and see AI as a little bit like your mental energetic wave, because when we receive light, we receive that down through our energetic bodies. So that frequency is a high vibrational frequency. It electrifies our bodies. It's because we're water. So we become amplified. And so when those frequencies are coming in, it shatters our system, which is what I was experiencing. My system was being shattered. I couldn't stabilize. I was vibrating. Just like if you put your hand on your fridge, you can feel a vibration. That's the electrical current going through that. 
It wasn't because of AI, though, what you were experiencing. You were experiencing all of those other shifts in the energy, the vibrations and the frequencies, plus the experience that you went through. I just want to clarify, because I do want to talk about AI a little bit here. But what you were talking about, too, it really speaks to me because I've noticed when I'm holding my phone underneath, I was feeling static electricity a lot coming through the bottom speaker. And if you go back on my Instagram, I know a lot of you probably saw the video I posted. I've had a lot of electric experiences lately. Well, yeah, we'll talk about them later, but this is so spot on because I too was going through some things. I was working on the book. I was stressed because of work. There weren't enough hours in the day. I'm doing all this grounding. I'm doing all these things. And at first when I was feeling the shocks, actually, there were shocks coming through my cell phone. I was like, what the heck? Not my phone too. But anyway, there's that. There's the you know, the the actual electricity, the vibrations and frequencies that you're talking about as we're transitioning into this 3D, 4D, 5D. But then there's also the planetary alignments and everything that's coming in. Torrance uh, Tremaine, who I had on, talked a lot about, if you were interested, what's happening in the next year and 20 years about all of this that Della Rose has mentioned and how things are going to come more into the light. You can't hide. Truth is going to be <laughs> bubbling up more so. That authenticity is important. But you were also, I think what you're saying is because of all that and that heightened state, it was just short-circuiting you essentially on all of your energetic bodies, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Is that accurate? Yeah, that is accurate. If I give you a visual, an example of that, it's a little bit like if you've got a 180 volt electrical power socket, and then all of a sudden you surge 240 volts through it. It's like it goes, and you see the power outage, you see the sparks, it goes, and the power blacks out, you know, and your fuse box blows. Well, I blew a fuse. That's what happened. I blew a fuse because the angels, because I'm always working in this frequency and I know a lot of, I've listened to a lot of people and they say, you know, they have boundaries and they say, no, I'm not accepting any, any calls from spirit after this time, or no, this is, I'm not on all the time. I don't want to know what people are doing in the grocery store, et cetera, et cetera. And I get that. But the way the angels have me because I've done a lot of study in my gene keys and I understand my astrology and my numerology and I'm kind of on a different mission, you know, I'm a seven overall in numerology, so I'm a natural mystic anyway and I'm generally introverted, extroverted when I'm talking to people and I'm out in the world, though I'm naturally introverted in my home. I have very private home life and I'm deep. I go deep and that's my nature. You know, I've got North Node in the eighth house in Gemini. So I communicate about deep things, you know, so I'm not your surface. I'm not a surface person. And so in my gene keys, I'm a channel. That's I'm 61, 62. And so I'm here to be a channel and I'm here to bring through a quintessence frequency, which is a distillation of five processes in order to get to the quintessence in alchemy. And so when I understand that, I can see why they do this to me. And so I'm on 24-7, but I'm not tapping into everybody and going around and, and spying on people. I'm available 24-7. And if I'm asked to bring through energy or information or to spin light when I'm standing in a room, 
I'll do those things because I'm doing that as being of service to humanity and the light. And I'm not trespassing on people. But that can short circuit you is what you're getting at. Yes, yes. So where I'm alluding to here is that I'm not trying to be the hero either. It's just that I carry a frequency that affects people and I'm very aware of it. So I have to keep it very clean and very pure all the time. And I need to do my own work and I have to work through my own humanness and my own ego and all of those things as well. Because, you know, I've also got conditioning that I've been deconditioning in myself as we all do. And so when the angels bring through more frequencies for me, it blows out my system because they've taken me to a higher octave. Yeah. Quick question. I don't want to go too much on a tangent on this because I do want to talk about a bunch of other things, but can we ask for people that may not be like you, where you're constantly on 24 seven, and I do talk about energetic boundaries a few times, and I know that there's different periods or, or ways of thought out there about whether boundaries are good or not good, that whole thing. We're not going to get into that discussion right now, but can we ask the universe to make it a little bit easier on us? Because I've, I too have been experiencing a lot of high waves and low waves, ups and downs, but that's also indicative, I feel, of bigger things to come. And usually as light workers, we tend to go through those before a lot of other people do so that we can hold space, so that we get there, so that we can hold space for as people are going through it. So people that are listening, is there something we can do or they can do to ask for it to be a little bit more gentle? I know sometimes gentle isn't always going to be the case, but can we do that? Yeah. You do need to remind spirit that you've reached your limit because they aren't aware. They really aren't because they just fight. Well, the angelic team that I work with, and I work with Archangel Metatron very, very closely, and I'm always lining, oh, as soon as I start saying it, they'll start kicking in because they... Yeah, for those that aren't watching the video, she's kind of rocking back and forth and you can see her eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so what happens is as soon as I start to align with those frequencies, just by even saying it out loud, you know, I've got to be so careful because as soon as I'll say, okay, I align with Christ consciousness instantly they will start to pull those frequencies through and I feel it like lightning rods and it's like zap and it just lifts me it's magnetic it's just holds me and almost solidifies me as a shaft in that moment when it happens so you can because they don't actually understand unless you let them know that hey this is kind of a little too much I need to pause. I need to ground this in. I'm freaking out right now. I can't stabilize. I'm no, I'm not functioning for humanity at the moment. So what do you do? Do you, I mean, it might be different for every person, but for me, I pray. Yeah. I always bring in grounding. I start doing grounding. I start working with my root chakra and I start pulling, but I always want people to know this. All right. I'm not going to go down a religious tangent right now. But the cross that we've known, right? Oh, God, my head. The cross. Okay, so if we look at those as lines rather than a cross, it's a symbol. The cross is a symbol. Now we've got the lines. So we've got the vertical line and then we've got the horizontal line and then we've got the center. The center is our heart. That's us. Okay, so the vertical line is Christ consciousness. The horizontal line is the earthly plane. And how do we anchor? The heart. And the heart is the doorway to all of it. 
And so this is why it's important that- I love that. I never knew that. This is why it's important that we clear the heart. And this is why everything, if you notice, revolves around the heart. And emotions. Yeah. And the heart is the doorway to the portal of Christ consciousness, the pure light, the pure intelligence I'm talking about. I'm not talking about getting caught up because I do mediumship, but I'm not talking about getting caught up in spirits that are in the various planes. I'm talking about going to the purest, highest light intelligence. And so I've been working with that energy for a while. And because I do that, the frequencies get more and more powerful when I tap in, because as you can see, what am I doing? I'm shooting up. I'm going higher and higher into like so. So we were talking about Christ consciousness. What? Sorry, I just want to go back to that. Okay, so grounding to Earth. Yeah, no. So Earth. So when we do that, so this is the energy coming through. So what we have to do when I showed you those lines in the heart, the heart is the body, the heart is the breath, the heart is the circulation of the blood. The heart is how we actually connect to this earth. And so we have to stay with the heart. And so we have to allow the heart to speak and honor that. And for me, I had to go to water. I was told to go to water. I went and sat with water. I sat on rocks because rocks are ancient. I needed to be grounded into the earth. And waterfalls purify psychic energy. And so... I had to go and sit with water and meditate with water and just be in the stillness. And that wasn't meditating with my eyes closed, you know, humming and doing mantras. That was just purely allowing myself to just unravel and be in nature and not think about anything, just allow everything to flow and the presence of water and just allow that purification. And then I listen, I'm a listener. And so then I'm guided to talk with the flowers. And so I went to the flowers and the flowers it was the magnolias and the fragrance was very grounding to the senses. So if you interpret what I'm saying and you're at home and you're going, okay, I can't access any of those things. What am I saying? I'm saying, start breathing with your heart. I'm saying ground into your root chakra, connect with the earth, be present, start to honor yourself, start to flood yourself with the love you feel for yourself connect with the grass, you know, go to aromatherapy and grab fragrance and bring in those vapors to bring you into a sense of belonging to yourself in that moment, knowing that you're safe. And you keep chanting that, I am safe, I am okay, I am safe. And so I was doing that. And when I went to the Magnolias, the Magnolias had a message for me. And the message was, you may not be where your ego wants to be. You are where your soul needs to be. Be unwavering with your patience. Everything is unfolding as planned. And I was just like, wow, that was such a reassuring message and it was so affirming. And so, you know, I sat with that and then I brought that energy into my heart and each day I got more and more stable and I walked, I'd go for walks and I'd be in silence and I couldn't listen to podcasts and I couldn't listen to anything, you know, because I was already stimulated enough and I was trying to just anchor everything in. And so that's what I was doing. I was allowing everything to anchor in, 
find its place without me trying to control it. And so we can run to all the remedies and that's us trying to control it again. And so part of this process is learning to be like the breeze and allow yourself to gently, gently find balance in your, in your being. And that means removing. And I was getting a download earlier today before we, you know, uh, I start to get information that comes in, but honestly, not to the extent that I was getting right before this interview. And for those that aren't aware of what a download is, or you're thinking, what is that? It's just one way of talking about when you as a person, you as a practitioner or a light worker, receive information from spirit, from source. And I liken it, it's literally kind of like that movie, The Matrix, where they put, you know, plug you in and then all of a sudden you just have a new skill or new information or whatever it is. And that's what I would consider that it that it is. And what I kept hearing was we have been programmed our whole lives to live on screens. And you know, I and then they were showing me computers. They were showing me TV and streaming services and our phones and everything else and how AI, as you mentioned earlier, is evolving. And this is not meant to scare people or anything. This is just the reality of where we are. And Delrose and I talked about this the other day. And I said, you know, I'm not scared. I'm not fearful of this. I'm interested to see how things unfold, but I'm consciously aware of all of these things. And also then where I want to pivot and take us to is the power of our intuition, because you mentioned that AI doesn't have souls, we are sentient beings, but their intelligence and the level it's going to get to, there are things and research out there that's already shown. By the way, guys, they've been doing this for so long, like they, meaning they, government, all of that, they know exactly where technology is taking us. But the thing is, is that these, this technology can see through walls. It can hear through things. It's starting to mimic human behavior and human response and knows exactly in a lot of ways due to programming, like, and I don't mean programming, programming, developmental programming, what we're thinking. And so that to me, that's telepathy. That is taking some intuitive abilities on a technological scale that it, to something and applying it that is not human and not is not sentient. And so what to me is so fascinating about all of that is that if you think about whatever words we choose to use is that as human beings, that is our instinct. That is, you know, our emotion, our ability to think and to have also that telepathy. And so I kept wondering, this is what Della Rose and I were laughing about the other day, is why spirit was hitting me so much over the head about teach people about their intuition, talk about their authenticity. How do they distinguish between what's theirs versus what's spirit? So I want to just kind of go down that rabbit hole a little bit and get your thoughts and your perspective of why it's so important, the intuitive part of it. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is where it gets really, we're at the pointy end. I've been sort of talking about this on my YouTube videos when I do the astrology reports. And we're at the pointy end right now. And this is where the rubber hits the road. You know, as they say in business, this is where the rubber hits the road. And uh, yeah, we're here. And this is where we really have to get really solid and start to truly appreciate ourselves, really love ourselves, and start to take ourselves a little more seriously when it comes to these esoteric arts and following our intuition and trusting it and working with it practicing it, getting the support, 
joining groups, you know, networks that you need to be a part of that is going to help support you as we transition through this because the frequencies are getting faster. They're not slowing down and we have to step up. That's the name of the game right now. It's not they're coming to us. We got to step up and make ourselves available. And the reason I say this, because if we don't, what will happen is we will lose ourselves. And I don't, I'm not saying that to build fear either. I'm saying that to build awareness. Because if you don't master something, something will master you and you don't want that. And as I say with the light work, you know, sometimes it's really gritty and it's just not so pretty and that's just the way it is and it's part and parcel. And we've been sold a lot of packages and a lot of bells and whistles and a lot of nuance that actually isn't correct. It was just purely packaging to attract us to want to get involved with it. And now we're getting serious. And now we're starting to say, well, no, it doesn't actually actually doesn't look like that. It's everyday life and our frequencies with us in everyday life. And we have to start to appreciate, we're going to start to feel more things. We're going to start to vibrate higher. Our anxieties are going to be ticked off. Our nervous systems are going to go through a lot of stress because we're out of touch with ourselves. Because they're the reasons that we have those things, right? Is when we're out of touch with ourselves, is when our anxiety goes bizarre because we've lost our ability to trust ourselves. We're looking for the answer everywhere and we're anxious. We're looking outside. We haven't built a relationship with our spiritual self. And how AI comes into this is just as you were saying, Nicole, it's very, very like telepathy. And this is what we're moving into. And Aquarius rules telepathy and Aquarius rules the airways. And Pluto's going to be in that sign for 20 years. We've got huge development. We've got Uranus moving into Gemini in 2026. That's going to be massive. I kid you not. We've got to prepare for this now. And and I won't sugarcoat that. And I'm not going to dumb that down because it's deadly serious and we do need to be ready for it. These are shifting us to peel away all of the conditioning, all of the dogma that we have been living for centuries that has kept us oppressed and, and stopped us from tapping into our pure intelligence of knowing that we are fractals of light and there is so much more to our intelligence that we have no understanding of. So what do we do in this moment with AI that can now feel our thoughts? can now read our thoughts like an algorithm. We are the algorithms for AI. That's what we are. And if you've noticed when you're on your scroll and on your feed and various things, that morning you might be thinking about something in the shower and lo and behold, if you don't end up scrolling on your social media and those things that you were thinking about are popping up on your feed. And apologies for interrupting, but I'm I'm excited but not excited about this. I remember, what was it, 15 years ago, I was talking on my phone, I think to my mom, and I was saying something about air filters. And then I went on Facebook and I saw an air filter ad. And I thought, 
this is weird. And this was before Facebook had admitted that it was listening to us through our phones because Apple and Microsoft had given them permission. And everyone thought I was a conspiracy theorist then. Like, no, they're not listening to, I mean, and now what we accept it. We're like, oh, they're listening through our phone and we see something now on an ad and it's, it's the normal, it's our new normal and it's not okay. And that's what happens. That's why I don't like to use Zoom for my sessions for people, all, all kinds of things. But anyway, I say that because you think, and, and also this is also what's sort of kind of scary, is that you then think sometimes it's a sign from the universe. Oh, I saw something on Instagram. Or, you know, it popped up. I got an email about this. I was just thinking about it. I wasn't even talking about it with someone. And I wasn't, and, and then it shows up. So just pay attention. And then, and then, and then what happens is that if you think you're confused now, what's my intuition? What's a message from, from me versus my guides and angels versus God versus now AI and technology? You're in a root for a rude awakening when you're trying to figure that piece of the puzzle out. Yes. Oh my God. I absolutely adore everything you've said because you've, you've just dovetailed this beautifully into the next sort of resonance of that, which is this is why we must become authentic and know ourselves and be honest, be honest, which is why I'm the blotting paper, I guess, in my scenario, is I decided to allow you to see what a real process looks like and how it can break one down in a moment, but how you can restore. Because look at here I am a week later and I've integrated and I'm clear. Now, integration may take a little longer for, for people. It truly depends. It's an individual experience and it's not based on who's better, who's not. It's based on how much clearing have you done of your old conditioning. That's what determines the speed at which you move. Because it's like if you put a lot of luggage into a car, that car's not going to go as fast as a car that doesn't have as much luggage in it. Even if they're the same car, same engine, same everything, the one that's cleaned itself out will fly faster than the one that's loaded down with all the luggage. And so that's us. We're the cars. We're, we're the physical beings that have to clean out our trunks and we have to get clear about what's truly important to us, what we really value and what we're supporting and who we are and how does your energy body work? How does your frequency work? How does your intuition work? How do you know you're speaking with your angels? How do you know you're speaking with your guides? How do you really know that that was a sign from the universe? And that it's a message from the light and not the dark. And I know it may some people may be like, but Nicole, you told us one time, it doesn't really matter sometimes if it's your angels or your intuition. And, and yes, there's that situation. But that's because, and Della Rose and I were talking about this, when you know your yourself, when you have removed the identity of what you think you are, I am a wife, a daughter, a sister, a X, Y, and Z, and it's... I am a loving person. I am passionate about some, those sorts of the energy and the emotions are out when there's that identity that is different. But also, 
as you start to move and grow through your own spiritual evolution, what they mean, i.e. the guides and angels and God, means that you don't necessarily need them and you don't have to differentiate because you're already connected to yourself and to them. But in the beginning stages, if you don't know how to do that, then it is very important for you to understand who you are and where what's, what matters to you and how you connect to all of those things. So that's just want to make sure that I'm clarifying that so that you're not hearing different things, but it's very important. And the other thing I wanted to just talk about very briefly is it's not just important for ourselves, but that's why I'm sharing this. It was bugging me when I was, and this is a little bit of my ego, but it was bugging me when I was seeing different and still do practitioners about you know, filtering and having these very curated experiences and content. And I had to look at myself and say, okay, well, what's bugging me about this? Is this judgment? Is this whatever? And it wasn't that. It was more about that awareness level of my guides and angels, my higher self showing me that that's not the path I want to go down and I don't choose to be, which is why it was so refreshing to see. Not that I liked seeing what you were going through, but that you were experiencing it in such a raw way that helped to teach us real time. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is what I, this is what I feel like, you know, as they say, those that know more, more is expected. And this is where we have to take off that rose colored glasses image and start to play the real game. And that's what I'm about is playing the real game. When I read astrology, it's the same. I don't adopt all the rhetoric. I've sat all my exams. I've, I've done all of the Federation stuff. And now I understand the planets in a way that I can also feel the frequencies. And so I read from a frequency when I'm reading the chart as well as understanding all the meanings. And it's so important that we know what we're aligning with right now and who we're aligning with, and what are we supporting, and what where are we contradicting ourselves over and over, because this is the stuff that AI can use to manipulate us with. That's all I'm alerting people for. It's no judgment. I personally do not mind whatever you choose to do in your life, and, and I'm not going to be beating a drum about what people should and shouldn't do. I'm not here to do that. That's not my role in this life. My role is to lie, to guide. I'm a navigator. I'm a channel. You know, I'm here to help you work through these things and to see yourself more clearly. And, and that's what it's really about. And I clear environments and frequencies. So we have to know ourselves because if we don't, we can be manipulated. We can be put into a state of doubt really, really quickly. And once we're there, we're vulnerable and we're easily guided to do whatever they want us to do. And then we've become the robot and AIs become the ruler. And so that's what we can't have. And so this is what this is all about. Yeah. And the whole thing too about, you know, up until this point is, I feel intuitively that the pandemic backfired <laughs> in a lot of ways, which we're not going to get into those details either. But ultimately, it was there's a lot of pros and cons to the pandemic and what everyone went through. But ultimately, that here we are. And now there are ways through technology in particular, there's going to be the attempt to manipulate more. And just wanted to kind of recap before we move on to another area is that there's the power and the authenticity. There's the power and empowerment, I should really rather say, 
about us understanding ourselves better. And even if we don't know what that is, it's it's a, an extremely valuable thing to go and ask ourselves those questions and then trusting and understanding our intuition and what energy is around us. And I don't mean like the BS type of energy. It's like, how are you feeling? What are you thinking? What's going on around you being consciously aware? And then those energetic bodies, the mental, the physical, the emotional, and how they all intersect. And then from there, which it's not a small feat, but then from there, you're able to be so much more aware of the things that you want to do and need to do, both from a personal perspective and then if you choose to eventually be in service to others and what that looks like. So I just, again, wanted to say thank you for everything and sharing that. And to go back just one, they're, they're moving me back to what we were talking about, about electricity. And I wrote down, I didn't even realize I wrote this down until I was talking to you and I scribbled it down. They use the word electric screening. I have no idea what that is. Do you know what that means? Electric screening? Yeah. I just, I was like, okay, I, I wrote it. They're cutting me off because they're just coming through so strong. Electric screening is where we're actually going to be, this is visually able to screen people and their frequencies, almost like x-ray vision type thing. And it's like the computer screens already do this to us now when they really want everyone to know this because they're really involved in what I'm saying at the moment, which is why my voice is going very strange. The computer screens are constantly reading us and scanning us as we sit. It's learning our nuances. It's learning our twitches. It's learning our all of the little um, individual things that make you who you are and look the way you look. So we are constantly being screened like x-rays. That is what is happening to us right now through all of this technology. And that's what they want us to know is as much as, oh, goodness, as much as they just got airports. Like when you walk through that big airport thing, your entire body. Yeah. And so this is where we're heading now. And, and there we have to really start to become truly aware of what we're engaging with. And this is where the rubber hits the road. Really, it does. Because we're going to have to detoxify ourselves from a lot of things that we loved or that we thought we loved and that we thought that were fun. And that is getting involved with following the trends, getting involved with keeping up with the, with the media, the fashion, the this, the that, the do, 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 because that keeps us caught up in the glamour, the glitter, you know, like I can't watch reality TV anymore. I used to love it. No. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's vibration is actually, it, it is enforced. They're saying that vibration is enforced to keep you where you are, which is in a state of not measuring up, not good enough, caught in the drama. And then what you don't know is you're being brainwashed. And then if you're not aware of yourself, you're absorbing that, particularly if you're an unaware empath, you're absorbing all of that. And then you're acting that out unconsciously. You don't even realize it because you don't pull yourself up enough to say, hey, that's not really me. Where did that come from? They're not even words I use. Where are those words coming from? You are unconsciously, just like children, you're absorbing it, then you're acting it out. And that's what they want. And the same is, I have to jump into this, which is just a sidestep, but it's so important. This is why we have to detox heavy metals from our body. 
Because think about what happens with metal and electricity. You know, it clashes. That's why I blew out two laptops of printer and TV. So it's like we've got to detox the heavy metals. We've got to give up the garbage food. I know it's fun to take your kids to a McDonald's birthday party. Stop it. Just start having a birthday party in the park and pack a picnic basket and bring back the old games of pin the tail on the donkey and playing skipping and hopscotch and all of these other things, you know. This is what we have to do. We have to charge all of the electrical frequencies that are coming at us. It's so wild. I honestly had no idea what the heck this was. And I was like, it's too weird to not mention it, but I was talking to you and I looked down, but I was writing while I was talking to you and it was literally like channeling. And when they said electric screening, like Della Rose will know what this is. So that makes sense, (laughs) I guess. And scary, but also again, guys, this is not to instill fear. This is to be aware of things and take it or leave it. What you like, what you don't like, that sort of thing. I will say I kind of went kicking and screaming because I can't drink wine anymore. I used to love it. You know, I've tried and anytime like I'm out for days off of one glass of wine. And it's to the point where my vibration and frequency and experiences I can't do and consume, whether it's through content or whether it's through food and drink I or fluids, I can't consume the types of things I used to. And I feel so much better. So this is just baby steps for anyone listening to take a little bit of stock in your life and what makes you feel good not the the consumption good, but the the good as far as I feel better when I'm relaxed. I feel better when I spend time in nature. I feel better when I'm grounded, when I drink and hydrate and have more water with within me and that sort of thing. Just take baby steps of what makes you feel better. And it may be a little, you may feel a little off when you're starting to take this because you are detoxing. You're removing yourself from something that you were plugged into for so long and it was desensitizing you. We've been stripped and sanitized for so long. And that's not a good thing. No, it's actually killed our immune systems. You know, I was fortunate to grow up where I was able to get close to nature all the time and play in the dirt and make mud pies and all of that sort of thing. So I'm very grateful for that. Though children of today don't have a lot of that freedom because they're protected from these things. And it's like they're protected from the very thing that actually is going to give them stability in their body. And we have to see that because we're not, we're not just heads on shoulders, you know, and at the moment, the world's taking us into the world of the brain and the world of thinking and, and constantly being stimulated and we're neglecting our bodies and we're neglecting being in our body and our heart. And see, remember what we spoke about before, the heart is the the doorway. It is the doorway to the portal of the light, of the Christ consciousness, you know? It doesn't matter how many meditations and chakra journeys you'll do. If you neglect the heart, you'll lose your balance. You just will. That's why it's so important for the feeling of our emotions. And even though it may be uncomfortable and processing it, because it brings us back, even though we, if we've been disengaged and disconnected, feeling and experiencing those emotions and allowing ourselves to heal and grow from that standpoint allows us to become stronger and empowering us and connected back to ourselves. So uh, you've heard me say, lean into the uncomfortable. If it makes you uncomfortable, then that's probably that growth period of what you need to go through. But I want to talk about the good news. So what is the good news? <laughs> so We've talked about all of, you know, again, authenticity and intuition and the tools we can do, but 
what is the good news? So truth is going to be enlightened. We're going to step more into our power. But what else? You know what? What's really going to happen is we're we're going to become more authentic, which I think is just fabulous, personally. And we're going to have to become more real, and we're and we're going to be able to detect when we're being bullshit to. You know, so the more that you sharpen your awareness of yourself and how your energy body works, the the less you can be disturbed, the less your peace can be disturbed, you know? So that has to be a really good thing. And you'll stand really solid. Like I have to say, after coming through this experience that I've just had, I feel more stable, more solid than I've felt for you for years and years and years and years, even though I still have no awareness of where I am going or what I'm going to be continue doing. You know, that is all still a mystery. Though for the first time, I can say that I can stand solid in the mystery and know, and the knowing comes from my heart. It's a knowing, it's an atma, it's a soul knowing of that I'm going to be fine no matter what because I'm with the light and I'm with my truth and I know myself so well that I can't be messed with. You know, I know my frequency so well I can't be messed with. I'm not going to fall for the sham and the silver tongue fox or the quick salesman or the snake oil. You know, it's just not going to um, affect me. And I know that because I'm clear with my channel. So the good news is the more you do that, the stronger and more congruent you're going to become and you're going to stand solid as a beacon of light. And if you don't want to be of service to humanity in that way, that's perfectly fine. Who doesn't want to be a beacon of light for themselves though? And so this isn't all about, oh, I've got to do this so I can help the world. We get too lost in that. We've got to start doing this because we want to do it for ourselves. Forget what you're going to do for the world. That comes later. Focus on what you're doing for yourself right now. We've got to stop the mission for others all the time. The mission is the self because as Spirit was telling me on the weekend, our highest mission is to learn to love. That's what we're here for. We just don't contemplate on it enough because we've been sold a song about romantic love and what it should look like and that's all messed up. That's not pure love. And so we have to learn to love and we have to learn to come into a place of acceptance and we have to learn to know when to surrender and see it not as a weakness but as a strength because we're surrendering to a higher power. We're surrendering to a higher awareness that we're not interfering with. We're not we're not trying to control it through our narrow paradigm because as we've spoken about with this energy as it goes... That paradigm is going to grow so big, we can't control it. We can control ourselves, though. We can we can manage ourselves, and this is why the more we become congruent, the more authentic we become. The more we stop chasing the sparkles and start getting real, really real. Like I see a lot of very big, powerful, you know, financially cashed up 
light workers and they're marketing, you know, Louis Vuittons. And it's like, I'm not against these things, but what I'm trying to say to you is that what is the message they're sending there? Oh, that we all need to be millionaires. And if you work with the light, we're all going to be multimillionaires and we're all going to live in mansions and we're all going to have Chanel handbags and Louis Vuitton shoes and drive Porsches and we're going to do nothing and have a holiday. What do you think is going to, what, what would the world look like if everybody did that? And, and how consuming is all of that? And think about how is a Chanel bag made and who made the bag and what were those people put through that were making that bag and is big commercialism the way to go? And so what are we promoting and where are we contradicting? Because the good news is as soon as you get truly clear and grounded, you feel so safe that you don't need a Chanel bag and you don't need to. But also you just feel better. (laughs) I mean, the things, yeah, the, you feel, yeah, you stand in your truth, you stand in your light. The thing that keeps going over and over and over my head as you're talking is, Nicole, this is why you started the podcast was from day one. The message was help people feel not alone, help them know that they have a sense of community and there are people out there that can be supportive, that people need to go within and stand in their truth, which extends their light, that love, that vibration, that frequency. Because if every single person stands in their truth and the light, then you don't have to worry about what the next person is doing or whatever else. Because like what we were talking about the other day, it's like little fireflies or little uh, lights all over the world. It it takes the, it ex- exposes the dark and you know, all of that stuff. And uh, that is just really why we're here. We come into this world alone. We leave this world alone, but we connect back to one another. And that is the whole thing. But when we're worried about everything else around us, we lose focus of what's going on with us. That's it. That's it. It's love. Like, you know, that you sent me that link to Matisse de Stefanos. I went to Gaia and I watched some of those shows. And I just totally resonated. For people that don't know, do you mind? What, it's, what is it called again? I already forgot and I just sent it to you yesterday. <laughs> Matthias, Matthias De Stefano on Gaia. It's called The Journey of Remembering. And yeah, so go ahead. Let everyone know. It is so, so good. I loved it. And I resonated with everything he was saying and what I truly adored and this is so important to this conversation now that they're showing me, is what I truly adored is his authenticity and his congruency to know his own heart and to follow that call regardless of where it took him. And then when he showed up, he showed up so authentic and so truthfully that his vibration was magnified that he could influence those environments to bring through such powerful energy of healing and balance to those particular areas. But look at what he stood in the face of when he'd arrived. You know, his car would get smashed. This would happen. That would happen because chaos, chaos is the dark energy and chaos wants to intercept all the time. And so chaos can get to us when we carry chaos in us. You know, this is where we become magnetic. And the more we clean our system out, the less we're magnetizing those other things to us. This is where we've got to stop the blame as well and really step into these frequencies and know ourselves. And he was such a beautiful example. And I'm so grateful to you for sending me that 
I like cried snot balls when I watched it. Oh, it was so good. So good. And I'm like, yeah, now that's what I want to do. I want to be on a mission like that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> do we want to give everyone a little bit of a spoiler of what's what's to come? Yeah, you do. You you go. Okay. So again, I'll, I'll include it in the show notes, but essentially who Matthias is, is he was someone who felt a calling to go and visit different places on earth. And like Della Rose was saying, be there, just physically be there and standing in his energy was able to, I will say clear, but really activate certain key points around the world. And it was documented and it's just a fascinating thing. And I mentioned it before on an earlier episode at some point, but I'll make sure that I include it in the show notes. And I think there's some things, some episodes for free you can watch on YouTube, but it is on Gaia. And if you have a subscription, I bought a subscription to Gaia just to watch that and then I canceled it. So <laughs> anywho... Yeah, yeah. Fire has changed a little bit, but I understand exactly what he was experiencing because I've traveled a lot. And when I went to Marrakesh, I didn't know anybody, you know, I went with my partner at the time and everyone wanted to open their doors to me. And they kept saying to me, oh, come in. You have a good heart. You have a good heart. And they'd invite me into their private homes and make me tea, rose tea, and sprinkle me with orange blossoms. And they just wanted to be in my presence. They said, we want your energy here. Come visit us. We want your energy here. And I'm like, this is so magical. I mean, this was going, this was many years ago. And I thought, how fascinating. I even had a man, I wanted to buy this coat, this very expensive coat. And my partner said, no, he w- he didn't have any money on him. And I said, I had left my cards in my safe in the hotel. And the fellow said to me, it's okay. He wrapped it up and he gave it to me. And he said to me, when you get home, and I said, but I live in Australia. No, he says, you'll pay me. You have a good heart. And I did. As soon as I got off the plane, I went to Western Union and made sure I transferred the money to him. But they knew it. They knew it. And why? Because they listen to the barometer of their soul, because they're tapped into their frequency. And I've gone to, I've done so much travel and yet I haven't done a lot of Europe at all uh, because I've always wanted to go to third world countries. I've always wanted to see the real world and real people and understand the energy and the frequencies of those environments. And I went to the Great Rift Valley in Africa and that was, I was on my Pluto line in astrology. And that just brought up so much past life karma and so much crazy energy that I was, I went to a dark place, very, very dark place. And the native people around me, they were saying to me, madam, madam, not happy. Rain come, rain come. And the rain came and it just kept raining and raining. There was so much mud. And they said, when madam happy, rain will stop. And because they just instantly thought I controlled the weather because they could feel my vibration. And I had elephants come and put their trunks in my pockets. I went and did the walk to the gorillas. And this was powerful because it take, took me four hours to do the hike up in, Uganda, in um, Uganda. And I finally got there. And I was just mesmerized and I was, when I, we went with guides, you can only take a few people at a time uh, because they're very susceptible to illness, the gorillas are. And the guide was with me and I was squatting like this in the bushes, just watching, you know, just watching the big silver buck with his family and the little ones. And, and then all of a sudden this young buck caught me 
And he came straight over and he sat, I kid you not, one meter in front of me. And the guide was right beside me and he's saying, don't say anything. And I'm just looking. And the gorilla sat right in front of me and stared into my eyes and then reached its hand out to try to touch me. It wanted to touch me. And the guard and the guide that was with us started talking to him and, you know, grunting noises to try to get the gorilla to, you know, leave her, you know, no, no. And he did. And I just went, one incredible moment. I mean, I got to see, and this is wild. This is not in cages. These animals aren't cages. This was a four-hour hike up a mountain with, with crazy poisonous plants and machetes cutting through the reeds to get to where these gorillas were. And it was the most mesmerizing experience. But there they were. They wanted me. And I said to the guard later, why did that happen? You know, does that happen all the time? He says, no, ma'am. He said, it's you. It's you. And because they're so in tune with animals. And so he just says, you, it's your energy. They knew you. And that's why Matthias, or I believe I'm pronouncing his name correctly, would go to these places because he felt called and led. And so with that, and there are people that do this, and that is part of their mission, part of their quote unquote service to the world is to go and to be at these powerful places or places that need jolts of energy that they just feel drawn to. And so there's that. But yeah, I mean, just going back to the map of the earth and the world and how spirit just keeps showing me and showed you like these little lights. So I know we've talked before in the past, or I have on the show, how eventually I would love to do retreats and do those sorts of things. Not because we're going to be like Matthias and going out and activating things, but the sense of community and how... So many of you have reached out because you would like spiritual support in your community. Maybe maybe you live in a rural area that's not so welcoming to the spiritual parts of who you are and what you want to experience, or maybe you just don't know. And there are churches and things like Unity, but they still are more religious. And so anyway... Della Rose and I have been talking about eventually when we have time of creating local chapters or local places where people want to raise their hands and either lead one or be part of one in your city or your state or country around the world. But also what we would like to do eventually is to start to create those retreats and looking at different locations. So I've mentioned, I think it was with Amira Hall. Eventually we're going to be going to Egypt. Uh, we've talked about Montana and and Phoenix or Sedona, Arizona, and where else? Italy, for sure. I definitely, like, that is top of the list. And retreats where you go and you're doing a ton of stuff, meaning there's an agenda and a core, like, a you know, classes and things. Yes, you'll do things, but it's really about getting together, getting to in person and knowing each other and having those conversations and supporting one another. And wherever we feel led to go in order to recharge and fill up what I call our spiritual tanks and heal in a more relaxed type of environment, allowing the energy around nature and or the city and the villages and the people around us to have those experiences as well. Yes, 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 definitely. This is where we can reshape what retreats mean. And, you know, because we think that, oh, you know, I'll go on a retreat and we're just going to be hammering ourselves with learning all sorts of things. Whereas sometimes the best retreats are the retreats where you get to be. Maybe we just call them experiences <laughs> or something, you know, versus a retreat. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll workshop that. But yeah. Yeah. Time, time to be, you know, time to be me, time to be with me. And, and because it's about 
actually shaping the experience and going through things and allowing what needs to come up, you know, because listen, because I've traveled so much, I truly understand how frequency can change you. And because I went to places that were very different, you know, when I went to Zimbabwe and Zimbabwe was in, it's in terrible crisis and it was in terrible crisis then. And the people are deeply suffering. I stayed at the Victoria Hotel, the Victoria Falls Hotel, and I actually suffered so deeply because when I arrived and my feet touched that land and that country, I went into grief. I don't want to do that on our travels. So we're going we're to have fun. <laughs> No, so we're going to have fun. This is important. But what I'm trying to say is that this is what people don't realize. I think when they travel and they, they're looking forward to this great experience and then they get there and it isn't quite what they anticipated because their spiritual body is being activated by something else. Mm-hmm. And so where we're going to take people are to places where you can restore where you can actually anchor and get to know yourself more deeply and ask those weird questions in a really safe environment and allow yourself to unravel. Because when you allow yourself to unravel, as I just did this week, when you come back together, you come back together so much stronger. A safe place that allows you to be who you are authentically and around like-minded people that are there to support you and so that you can leave refreshed and restored. <laughs> so yes, I'll have to listen back to this to see what I just said, but <laughs> something to that effect. <laughs> it's beautiful. What you just said is perfect, perfectly aligned. And what would be really good is if people would actually offer some feedback of what they would like, you know, what they would think an experience would be that would nurture them and where they would like to see themselves go. You know, it'd be really good to hear your thoughts as an audience listening to this and what experiences would you feel would be the most nurturing for you and most supportive for you. And from a timing perspective, we're trying to get at least one for next year. So 2024, more to come on that. Probably can't fit in, at least me and my schedule, more than that, just given everything going on. But that doesn't mean that other people like Della Rose can't schedule and create more trips and experiences for people. So we're looking into all different kinds of things. There's a listener who has had a couple sessions with me and she's offered her services, which I thought was super sweet. There are a lot of tech platforms, but you know how I feel about tech, (laughs) that will create those easily for you as well. But ultimately, we're looking into a lot of options. But like Della Rose said, you know, feel free to email me, email her and share. And that will give us some things to, to discuss additionally and to talk about. And yeah, I think that that's pretty much it. I know we went a little long. I don't want to break this up into two episodes because I feel like it it all merges and, and makes sense together as one. But is there anything else that you want to um, mention or bring up, Della Rose, before? I do want to talk a little bit before we end about what you're doing now and how things have shifted from the last time we talked. But anything else based on this discussion as a whole and those subtopics that you want to add? Discussion as a whole has been absolutely fabulous. I think a lot of information's come through that's really valuable to get people thinking. It's food for thought. And as far as the retreats and things go, I mean, if there's a group of people that have, you know, a group, we can 
just join that group, if you know what I mean. Like if they have a private group that they want to put together, I think this is important that we all start to make ourselves available for this. It's sort of not like you've got to follow me and my platform. Sometimes it's like you can invite someone like myself to come and be at your retreat and uh, be a guest host there for you. So you've organized all the details and I'm showing up to bring through that mystical channel for you and guide you along that process. So there's many ways that we can work with you in this light. But what I really want people to truly take away from this is that we are changing. We are changing and we are adapting to new ways and we are becoming innovators and trailblazers in starting to know what we need and find ways to make that happen. We're like the new, I don't mean you and me, I mean everyone listening here. We are the new pioneers, so to speak, the trailblazers and innovators, the light workers that are moving forward for, for supporting ourselves and others. And we're part of a really, really important time here on earth. And as we're going through things, it's not meant to be scary. It's not meant to weird us out about things. It's to show how fascinating things are, how we're constantly growing and learning and how exciting it truly is. I'm getting huge chills as I'm saying this, to be here at this time because we have the opportunity to make true change and impact. Yes, 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 we do. And the more we become authentic and truthful about that, the more we can create a stronger currency. Now, just remember, everything is a currency. An energy, you mean? Like an energetic current? Yes. Mm. No, everything is a currency. Your words are your currency. You know, your actions are your currency. It's like your money. It's a currency. It's an exchange. It's an exchange. Yeah, it's an, it's an exchange of a currency because it's, it attains an energy. I actually have turned down I've turned down jobs when I've really, really needed them too. And I'm not trying to be a martyr, but the money energy was ugly. And I didn't want that vibration in my wallet. I didn't want that energy. I didn't want to feel like I was buying into something that was coming with a malice intent to it, you know? So notice when people exchange things with you, what vibration are they exchanging with? Because this is extremely important to become aware of when we start to talk currency. All right. And as we're wrapping up, I want to just mention to or allow you to talk about how you've shifted. You still offer all the things that you did before when we talked in the last episode, Intuitive Design, episode 79. But as I introduced Della Rose, you probably have noticed I referred to her as a mystic consultant. And you mentioned an, a term, analogy that I'm not as familiar with, but it's astro feng shui. So can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, astro feng shui. So what that is, is that I can, I use your birth chart and I work with your residence. So I can actually help you appreciate how the layout of your room can work best because just as feng shui has the bagua map, well, in astrology, I can take your astrology chart and the address of your home and when you purchased your home and create an astrology chart. And I can actually look at the layout and the best way to get the most out of the energy of that environment. 
So it's kind of like the intuitive design. You're still doing intuitive design. It's just a different terminology that you're offering. And you're using the astrology and feng shui as, a, as a, the tools for it. And I'm using the astrology and feng shui, and I, I can do business charts and all sorts of things. So really, I call myself a mystic consultant now because I can come in and do your home. I can design, I can style, but I'm an astrologer. I'm a mystic. I'm a channeler. So when you're working with me, you're working with a much higher vibration of energy because it's coming through me. Once again, I'm not trying to take the pinnacle. It comes through me. I'm of service and I bring through that light and that resonance. And so it works in that light. And see, once again, we're so used to categorizing everybody and putting everything into a box and a label. And so for the label's sake, I'm a mystic consultant and I don't actually fit into a box because I'm extremely adaptable and I work with what's presented to me in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, thank you so much. So where can everyone reach you? Okay. I have a YouTube channel called Della Rose Ruby Meyer and it's emeralds and diamonds. That was spirit guiding me because they're the highest vibration of stone and they're very protective and they're hot and intelligence. So it's heart and intelligence really when you see the emeralds and diamonds. And I've got a website, delarose.com and my Instagram page. And you can contact me via email or direct message. I'm open to all avenues. Well, thank you so much for being yourself and sharing your experience as vulnerable as that was at the time. And also for this, I really appreciate it. And I'm very excited to be working with you on the get-togethers or experiences because we're not sure if we're going to necessarily call them retreats. But anyway, yes, excited about that and just your friendship. So thank you for being on again, Della Rose. Oh, Nicole, I absolutely adore you. Thank you so much for inviting me. And for reaching out, it was beautiful to connect and everything is timing, isn't it? So I think 2024, November 2024 is when Pluto goes into Aquarius. So maybe that's a nice time for us to think about creating that first template. Who knows? Because we have to work with the frequencies as much as our ego wants to set it into a framework. October or November? Yeah. I love autumn. That's my favorite uh, season. Well, it's spring. Montana in the autumn. Oh, please, Montana. <laughs> we can go We can go and play with the horses because I love talking to horses. I talk to them and listen. I have conversations with them, so it's really cool. Well, thank you so much, and we'll talk again soon. Oh, lots of love. Thank you, Nicole. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Psychic Story. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at a psychicstory.com. Have a question? Is there a topic you'd like to hear more about or have a suggestion for a future guest? Send an email to contact at a psychicstory.com or leave a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. We'd love to hear from you and you may even be featured on a future episode. If you're interested in booking a session with me, you can do that directly on the website. And if you want to hear even more content hosted by yours truly, check out my other show, Supernatural Matters. Reminder that you are automatically entered to win either a free 20-minute intuitive or energy healing session with me if you leave five stars along with a positive review. Currently, reviews can be left on Apple, Stitcher, Podchaser, or CastBox podcast players. 
Don't forget to email contact at a psychicstory.com when you do, because it allows me to get in touch with you if your name is pulled in the drawing. Your name stays in until you win. 